There's a butcher in this town preying on poor women, and the Gotham police stand twiddling their thumbs. Your evening attire, sir. That was not the suit. I need Alfred. I mean to rid Gotham of the Ripper. He's a skilled hunter, and he's just getting started. You're studying me. You're a fascinating subject. I'm not just another pretty face. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Real Talk with Rob and Shane. I'm Shane. I'm Robbie. And as always, we're brought to you by GimmickSync.com, your one-stop shop for the good brothers of pop culture. You can find us at GimmickSync.com. You can also search your favorite social media site. Just look up GimmickSync. What's going on, man? It's been a little bit. It has been a little bit. Um, It's not been a good start of the year. Gotcha, gotcha. A lot of you guys know what's going on. We did our... uh, top 10 last mm-hmm. since we last recorded and uh we've been dealing with a lot of personal stuff like with my family right right my mom's been sick since christmas she was in the icu for a while and we went through a really rough patch right so things look kind of bleak but things are on the good side now so sorry if i sounded deflated in that top <laughs> 10 episode because yeah. you know my mind was clearly elsewhere yeah but things are on the better side of it she's pulling through she's making a comeback so i feel more like myself Hanging out with you guys has kind of helped a lot with that. Good, good. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what we were trying to do, man. That was like I remember there for a while when you were like, I don't know if I want to hang out with people. I don't like people right now. I was like, nope, nope, nope. We gotta, we gotta brother it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been there, man. I like, know. <laughs> so it was good. It's good to have you guys around. Good for everybody that's been praying for my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, thoughts and prayers. I appreciate that. I was like, it's been a rough start, but. You know, like I said, we're finally on the good side of this. You know, been allowing myself some distractions. Yeah. Some of it got a little crazy with retail therapy. <laughs> <laughs> bought way too many figures in the last therapy, two weeks. Two months, you've dropped, you've bought out most Walmarts. <laughs> I think Walmart doesn't have anything else because you've bought it all. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, and what aggravates me is you've got my ass back into Black Series. <laughs> I got you into it, and then I was like, oh, that stuff looks really cool again. Maybe I need to start picking stuff up. And now I've bought, like, 15 Black Series figures <laughs> in the last two months. It's just that endless cycle, man. Yeah. I was hoping we'd be able to find a lot more for $5, but all the Cassians and Jen Ursos you can want. I guess you could build a, hey, it's a Clone War. You can just make it <laughs> You can have all the figures of that that you would ever need. Yeah. Plus I mean, a lot I that you don't. Yeah. I mean, I would have, like, I was hoping for troopers or something. Like, I would have army built for five bucks a pop. Oh, yeah, man. But, I mean, because like, I've army built a few troopers in Black Series, but. Yeah. Yeah. If you could have found, like, stormtroopers or the, what, what's the name of the guards from episode Oh, eight? the Praetorian guards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I could have found a bunch of those for five bucks. Yeah. Shit, yeah, man. Especially where you're wanting to set up in a kind of a gimmick like that. Yeah. Yeah, I got Snoke sitting up there in his throne, so. So, so good stuff. They showed the uh, the solo wave uh, the other day. Which, we've had a trailer for that since last time yep. we talked. Yep, because uh, I think Toy Fair is this weekend. Oh, really? Uh, I think it starts Saturday, Saturday to Monday. So, there'll probably be lots of uh, instant messages of, Oh my God, look at this, look at this, look at this. <laughs> yeah, they're going to mute the conversation so you can hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it they've already started showing, like uh, the Mizco, um 
John Wick that I sent you yesterday. Dude, that thing looks so cool. They're cool. Like, Mizco's are a little expensive. They're about 80 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. Especially for, like, they're a six-inch figure. Mm-hmm. But the details in them, like, some of them look a little wonky. Like, some of the characters, like, wearing the cloth outfits look a little weird mm-hmm. that they've done. But some of them are right on. And that John Wick looks pretty damn good. Like, I might have to get it. Is that the same company that did, um, like, the Batman and the Wolverine one? Yes. Okay. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. Like, some of them, like, the Wolverine one actually looks pretty good. They did a couple Dark Knight Batmans. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their stuff looks really good. Like I said, some of it looks wonky, but, yeah, that John Wick looks really good. Did they good. do the Batfleck one? Yeah. That's the one I really wanted. Mm-hmm. That was a cool looking So figure. they're like six inch hot toys, basically. Okay. It's kind of the idea of them. But if you get the John Wick figure, all your other figures are just dead as soon yeah. as he walks in. <laughs> yeah. Like I need like nine other figures of dudes in suits just to <laughs> lay around dead. Especially if it's like Toy Story and all the figures come alive when you're not there. <laughs> God, I hope not. It's like you come home and John Wick's the only figure left on the yeah. stand. Every figure. Wouldn't that be nuts? Like you come in and something <laughs> happened and all your other figures fall off the bookcase. But John's still just standing there and you're like, the fuck just happened here? <laughs> I don't know. It kind of be one of those things where you're like, eh, seems about right. I kind of want to <laughs> fake that picture when I get this thing and post it on Reddit and get a, like tons of karma. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like John Wick just wrecked my nerd room. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited for some of that stuff. They showed that. Um, DC just showed uh, their Doomsday Clock figures. So they're going to be making Watchmen, like comic book Watchmen figures. Oh, really? So they've got, I think I saw Rorschach, Ozymandias, the comedian, and then a couple new characters from Doomsday Clock. Like, that's been out, so... Oh, that's pretty cool. That's been a very interesting book. I think it's three issues out now. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been buying it, like, on Comixology, paying day one full price. And it's been very interesting. The whole little... They had a... Rorschach, the last issue was Rorschach and Batman together, uh-huh. which was a very interesting kind of play off of each other. And, like, some of the stuff that Batman does to manipulate him and... It's pretty hmm. interesting. It's been a good book. I'm interested to see where it goes. I have to check that out. Speaking of toys, mm-hmm. it's like I pretty much dove into the documentary you were telling me about on Netflix. Oh, the, the toys, toys that made us. That's yeah. a good show. Yeah, I haven't finished. Um, I was actually watching the GI Joe one when you showed up. But I think it's the last one. Yeah. Okay. And you said there was a few coming out. Yeah, there's you? a second season coming out this spring, or the second half of this season, and I think it's. Uh, four more episodes it is four i'm trying to remember what they are star trek Mm. um hello kitty maybe weird yeah but that's a big thing yeah man um is it i can't remember you told me wasn't that thundercats and ninja turtles no those are ones that i want them to do which i don't understand how they haven't done ninja turtles that's like one of the big toy lines of the 80s Mm. um that's going to aggravate me, but I can't think of what. I know Star Trek, and I know Hello Kitty, and I can't think of what the other two are. But they're going to be... I'm hoping they just keep doing them, because there's a lot of stuff that they... I think Mego mm-hmm. would be great for them to do, because Mego had that license that had everybody. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Ninja Turtles, definitely, I think they should do... They could lump a bunch of just those 80s cartoon 
yeah characters in there and just go with that um they should do real ghostbusters that one would be really good seeing as how like that carried that franchise for a long mm-hmm. time wasn't yeah. um who made the real ghostbusters figures kenner kenner yeah well, kenner that's... made all the good stuff man yeah, and the Turtles was Playmates, right? Turtles was Playmates, which I still think is the only thing that they even make. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, they've kind of come up off that death grip they had, and they're letting Nika do some cool stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about what could possibly be the San Diego exclusive this year, because the last San Diego exclusive was amazing, and I wish I'd have bought it. It was that eight-pack 30th anniversary Ninja Turtles set. Oh, yeah. I remember you showed me pictures of those. Cartoon, like with the Shredder and Krang and Mm. the two foot soldiers. Like, I'm hoping they've said they're going to do another one this year. Uh I'm hoping it's six or seven inch movie turtles. Like, that would be, that'd just be too good. Yeah. Like, I remember when, um, what was the set that you have? Like, you even did, we we did the video. Mm -hmm. We never did anything with it. I've got, um, it's the foot set. Okay. Because the original set, when they came out with them the first go-around, it was individual. They did the four turtles, the Mirage-style turtles with all the red bandanas. Uh-huh. And then they teased a second wave. And it was Shredder, I think maybe April, and two foot soldiers. Okay. Well, April ended up coming out by herself. They released that one, which actually I need to track it down. Didn't she come out with like the Mouser figures? She's got a couple Mousers with her. Yeah. Um, they released the Mousers by themselves, like a three-pack of Mousers. So I actually need to track those down. But then they lost the license, and toys like Playmates pulled it because Playmates was like, no, we're going to do comic book turtles now. Mm. And they made a wave of comic book turtles, and they were god-awful. So then it went for years and everybody's like, that was everybody's wish list. Like, man, if I could have anything that they've ever showed and canceled, I'd love to have that second wave of Nika Turtles figures. And then out of nowhere, they're like, oh yeah, we got the license. We can come out with them. And it was like only like 300, 200 or 2,500, 3,000 sets. Mm. And... I remember when it came out because I'd happened to like I didn't feel good so I didn't go to work that day uh-huh. and I just happened to think I was like oh crap I'm actually off when these are up for pre-order right so I grabbed those so but yeah they've done those they did the video game turtles mm-hmm. uh, the four pack of the video game turtles because those are the molds they used for last year's set mm-hmm. and then they did another set with the video games to where it was slash it was like four villains really yeah hmm so they've said that this year's is going to be big too. So that's why I'm hoping like a big like eight to twelve set turtles or like movie box set that's going to be like three hundred bucks. But yeah, I'll buy the living crap out of it. <laughs> I've already decided I'm setting aside money to get whatever the San Diego exclusive Nika Turtles thing is this year. Oh, okay, that is the funny thing about that documentary because you've said it before. Like you know, everything's about trying to sell you your childhood back mm-hmm. to you. Watching the Star Wars episode, and I buy... <laughs> you spent a little bit of money on uh, Star Wars. Well, it's like, not only did I not just buy Star Wars, well, you know, current Star Wars, there's the 1995 Millennium Falcon <laughs> setting up on top of my bookshelf now because I decided I need to get on eBay and buy a 20-some-year-old toy. So, have you, um, 
have you started looking at the figures? Uh, are you thinking about going back? See, and it's funny a because of your power uh, of the force uh, figures. Back? Well, most of them are still sitting in the box oh, right there in the hallway. But um, some most of them are pretty good. Um, like the uh, like the stormtrooper and Leia and Luke. Anybody with a, a white tint to them has that has yellowing yellows. effect to it. But it's not anywhere as bad as like the old seventies figures yeah. that used to do it. But um, isn't there something that you can do to like? Yeah, it's it's this whole like I've got the video saved. Like you basically use I can't remember. It's like per, a peroxide. Paste yeah, peroxide, like and you put it in there, and you put a a lamp on it, and it somehow brings it back out. I don't know. It's a whole big thing. Because I've seen people doing it with like their Super Nintendos and stuff like. But that. weirdly enough, man, like um, as far as like eBay and like you know even our toy store in Roanoke and stuff like that, those Power of the Force figures are just flooded. Like they're so everywhere. They're dirt cheap. Yeah, like you can, like you're. You, I know you love Luke from Return of the Jedi. First thirty minutes of Jedi, mm-hmm. you can buy that figure for eight ninety nine on eBay right now. I remember there being a thing with that figure. They were giving it away at showings of uh, special editions. The special editions, yep. and I remember seeing that, and being like, "Oh, that's the one I would like." Uh, and I never you know got it or the figure because mm. i didn't get to go see the special editions in theaters yeah it's like i don't know i have a lot of star wars stuff and like just seeing that has kind of like just wanted me to display it again bring mm-hmm. it back out you know pick up some of the stuff i didn't pick up that i wanted as mm-hmm. a kid stuff like that which oh yeah so it's uh, like you've this room is different than the last time we kind of sat in it <laughs> yeah like i have extra bookcases in bought, here like, Two, three more bookcases. <laughs> Once I get everything situated, I think I'm going to take some pictures and put it up on the website. That'd and be cool. I want to start doing unboxing videos on the website. Yeah, because you just said you bought a turntable. Yeah, I figured that would be something cool for us to do. Like, we've met a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got the microphones. We've got, all the microphones. <laughs> we've got all the microphones you could ask for. But I thought that'd be something kind of cool. Like, even you can, like, you know, you can come up here, bring whatever, oh, yeah. and, you know, because. Because I tried to get into that stuff back in, like, I did a couple of them on my old YouTube channel. Yeah. Because um, I remember, like, that Macho Man one has, like, 600 views or some yeah. ridiculous crap. But yeah, I just got out of it because it was me doing it against my kitchen wall. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, if we can get us a decent setup, try to build us a light box or something like mm-hmm. that. Which, I mean, we've got the light. We've got a lot. Yeah, that's we've got great. a lot we've of stuff. Light. So we we just... basically, and a light box is not hard to build. Yeah. We're coming for you, Pixel Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we wish. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I just want to get to the point where they send us. I want somebody to send us something. Yeah. Like, because I was watching uh, some of his videos today. Like, I watched him review that. Um, Stan Sakai exclusive Usagi figure that I have mm. because I can't go home and just look at it. Like I need <laughs> somebody to, the cool thing is I have a better version than he does. I remember you telling me about that. So oh, we were watching the video because you were like, Oh, where's your son? Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. You, you saw something and you're like, wait a minute. I don't have that. <laughs> well, yeah. The little card. <laughs> yeah. I'll oh, see the aggravating thing is when I bought out, um, when I went to Walmart the other day and found that, the Usagi with the silver armor on the horse. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got all of the Usagis that they've released in the regular line. Like uh-huh. You've got that 12 inch one that I don't have, but yeah. the regular six inch ones, I've got them all except for the San Diego exclusive. Oh, okay. So, you know, us, there's one thing I don't have. So I have to go looking for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those fuckers started a buck 50 on eBay. Mm. So 
that one probably won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but the one I do have is actually more limited, like a more limited edition. Really? Yeah. They made less of the uh, so that one will probably, exclusive ones. That one will probably grow in yeah. value and overtake it eventually. Especially with, like, I've got even, I think there's only like 150 of the version that I have. Oh, really? Like the, with the, because it was, you could get it normal with the sketch or with a full artist proof. Like he actually took his time and drew a full, like you would, he would publish. Mm-hmm. And I think the section that I have is only like 150. So yeah, like yeah. it is now officially the rarest thing that I own. Wow. Yeah. We definitely need a Ninja Turtles episode of that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. Like I just, I really like that Star Wars episode. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I watched the Barbie one just to watch Dude, it. that Barbie one... Yeah, that was one of those, like, oh, well, this is interesting. I don't care about Barbie. That <laughs> one was one of the better episodes. Yeah. Like, that shows you how cutthroat no the kidding, toy business dude. was. Dude, that whole thing when they're like, yeah, we found out Jim and the Holograms was coming out. Mm. So we beat them to market by four months. Yeah, making... What was it? Rockstar Barbie? Yeah. Which I remember <laughs> my sister and my cousin, like, had that. And just the idea that they were like, oh, something else is coming out? No, fuck these people. <laughs> and, like, because toys take forever to get made. Uh-huh. And the fact that they were like, no, we're going to get this done in four months. And now it looks like Jim is the knockoff uh-huh. of Rockstar Barbie when it was completely the other way I around. mean, you still have that today because, like, even with, like, WWE figures, by the time you get somebody's figure... They may have changed their gimmick mm-hmm. or their look. Been or, released? Yeah, even that is happening Because didn't lot. Austin Aries has come out like Austin, right when he got uh, released? James Ellsworth. Yeah. His figure just now hit stores and he's been gone for Dude, two months. he just had a match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> you okay here or there? You're not having another heart attack, are you? <laughs> Can't deal with that again. <laughs> But the fact that, like, I can't do it. Yeah, we just li- we live in a world where there is a James Ellsworth figure, and we shouldn't have that. No. Just throwing that out I there. I mean, any figure with two plastic hands has a fighting chance of being made, I guess. But <laughs> So, God. we shouldn't have that figure, and the lady from that Barbie episode should not have that chair. Oh, God. What the hell, dude? <laughs> Dude, that is the one thing I've run across. Everybody watched the Barbie episode. Like, I was watching it with Kim, and we both were like, you, "You're seeing this, right?" Like, <laughs> um, that's a, what? What is that? Like, do you have a real doll? Just lounging? Is that a half deflated sex doll in the <laughs> chair behind you? Why is? Why are you framed so that we're seeing this? Yeah. This is half of the screen. They are making an obvious choice to show this. Yeah, it was so weird because, like, I remember you telling me about this documentary, and then uh, Ralph and Kevin was talking about it on Babylon about shit that should not be, and that was it. <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell is this?" I was like, "So I made a mental note. I was like, I'm gonna have to look for this." Oh, you weren't you gonna have to look have for to, it. No, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, huh. Apparently, it is an actual, like, work of art. Like, it's a, a sculpture of a drawing, I think. It's called, like, Girl in a Sling Chair. And it's by an actual, like, well-known artist. I don't remember the name, so it's not well-known to me. Because if you don't draw somebody as a superhero, I don't know who the fuck <laughs> you are. But, um, 
Yeah, it's like an actual like piece of art that's pretty well known. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's so funny because even on their Facebook page, like the Toys That Made Us Facebook page, uh-huh. everybody was like, um, we just going to not talk about this? Like, <laughs> And finally, like they posted out um, a picture like they gave it its own ID card. Like every now and then they'll post up old pictures and it's like the old school, like you cut out the ID card on the back of the uh cardboard backing of the package Mm -hmm. they posted it and it gave it its own id card that's funny (laughs) and actually explained what it was about it and somebody was like oh you must have got a couple questions about that and the people that ran the page was like hundreds (laughs) (laughs) like yeah you just can't you can't kayfabe that man like what's going on with this yeah, I'm just I'm a sucker for documentaries, man. So like, you give me four episodes of Toys, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna watch it. And I love the fact that they go into some of this stuff, like the whole thing with the Star Wars, where it was like how small a deal they got that for, mm-hmm. and then screwed that deal up. Oh yeah, <laughs> what was it? They could have just wrote a check and been yeah, okay, it was something and they, like they didn't they even only do had that. to sell ten thousand dollars worth of product. Like they had to sell ten send ten thousand dollars to Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. And that's where Stan or Steve Stansweet was like, why didn't they just write a check? <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how in a year do you not sell $10,000 worth of Star Wars toys? Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. But apparently they did, and they went from having to pay 2.5% to 19% to Lucasfilm. I think, because, you know, I was buying stuff at that time, and if I'm not mistaken... They got to a point where they were just re-releasing the same figure in different packaging. Right. And like I do calling it that. something different. And there was really no reason to buy it. You know, because, you know, back when I started collecting, I can remember going to the dollar store here, their family dollar mm-hmm. here in town, and, and Magic Mart, when that was still a thing. You get, the, what was it, three and three quarters? Yeah. The scale. But four ninety nine, straight up. And when they started putting them in different boxes, the boxes got bigger and the prices mm-hmm. went up. And I'm like, you're paying for the box. Yeah. Which I'm going to throw away. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah, I'm, I've never been a box guy. It's like, I, I keep certain things in boxes, but it's like, for the most part, I want to open it. And like, yeah. You know, hey, it's it's like the whole episode of Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a toy's purpose is to be played yeah. with. So Or stood in a vanilla pose yeah. on a uh, shelf and never touched. <laughs> Well, that's anyway. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I just remember there for a while. It's like they were releasing the same figures. They, you know, the power of the force line was kind of dying out. Yeah, and yeah, I could kind of see why. You know, maybe they weren't making so much, but still, like you said, just write a check. Ten grand. Well, I mean, I'm shocked that ten grand. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they should have just wrote the check. But no, they had to uh, then. What happens is, yeah, uh, episode one's coming out. Everybody's like, oh, no, we need toys. And then nobody bought those. <laughs> <laughs> like on fanboys. <laughs> He's talking about Jar Jar. It sucks. Star Wars fans. Yeah. Shit. Why didn't you say so, man? God, you think that's cool? Check this shit out, man. Look, tire right side, Rebel Alliance. Do or do not. <laughs> that's funny. And this arm is the dark side. Don't join the dark side of the force, Paul. Check this out. Episode one. Boosnickens, Jar Jar Binks. That guy's going to be the shit. I tell you. 
<laughs> well, I remember my cousin Rick. Like he's who kind of got me into uh, really into the idea of buying the toys and stuff because he was a kid whenever the first one came out, so he uh-huh. had all the original toys. Like I think he put himself through most of college on those things. Um, and he was talking about going out and actually buying all of the episode one toys, mm-hmm. you know, cause just like they've done over these last few years, they come out three, four months before you know anything. Yeah. So you don't know who you're buying. Right. You know, I've got a constable Zuvio figure from force awakens black series that I bought day one. Uh-huh. It's not even in the movie. Speaking of him, I was right. When we saw it the second time, he is one of the guys that Kylo kills. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, so you don't know what you're buying. And I remember him buying all that. And then it's like, yeah, you watch the movie and it's like, this isn't, this isn't good. Like, (laughs) I don't want any of these toys. First time, hated it. Second time, hated it. Third time, it was okay. But then the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth time I watched it. I realized something. It's just, it's not good. It's not a good movie. No. <laughs> it's still not. And I got suckered into watching that son of a bitch last time they put it in theaters, too. <laughs> it's just weird to think that Star Wars, a Star Wars toy line, wasn't profitable one yeah. time. Like, yeah. So, Especially at a time when it's like, they've announced at least six or seven more movies like, we know Ryan Johnson's getting mm-hmm. three movies of his own. They just gave the uh, um, two guys that run Game of Thrones their own Star Wars series. Uh-huh. They're like, yeah, you make some movies, and you guys make some movies, which, yeah, like, I'm for it. Like, I know some people didn't care much for the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones since they've gotten away from the books. Mm-hmm. This last two seasons of Game of Thrones were amazing yeah. to me. So, them doing Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you can put nudity in Star Wars, <laughs> so that may hamper a little bit of their stuff. But, yeah. I mean, I'm wondering, it wouldn't shock me to start seeing a bunch of those Game of Thrones char- like actors move over. Well, you've already started. Oh, yeah, Amelia Clark's in Solo. Yeah, well, that and uh, Brynn. Of Tarth oh yeah, the Captain Phasma. Yeah, so, so I mean, you give me a uh, Sean Bean in a Star Wars movie. Well, he's gonna die. Like, no, <laughs> you know what? This will be the one movie he doesn't die. <laughs> there are some movies he makes it through, but yeah. Even if he's a Jedi and he dies, he's okay. <laughs> he just comes back. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Peter Dinklage in a Star Wars movie. Kit Harrington. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, Jamie Lannister, like that dude as a Jedi could be pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Dinklage takes over for Kenny Baker. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of. <sighs> so you've watched every episode of uh, Toys That Made Us, though, yes. right? Is the G.I. Joe one anything worthy or of note of that one as far as story-wise? Like, uh, the funniest thing in that one was when they were trying to make all the characters. They had this one thing to where they were like, oh, well, we want a bunch of different uh, costumes and accessories. They're like, well, we have to cheap out on one guy. So, like, we got to do one that we don't even paint. We don't do anything with. Mm. They're like, all right, well, let's do this one character. We're just going to mold him all in black. Like, snake eyes. So the one character they did nothing with 
like every accessory he has is just molded in black. Uh huh. Is the most popular character really? in the entire franchise. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Because like GI Joe was one of those things I had a few of growing up. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have that many. Right. Like, it was just kind of like you know if I got them for Christmas or birthday or whatever, you know, I played with them or whatever. But that's one that didn't stay with me as I grew up. Gotcha. <clears throat> I had a GI Joe figure. Really? Yeah. One year for some reason because I didn't have I never watched the cartoon like mm-hmm. I'd never seen it. I to this day have not seen an episode of GI Joe. Really? Yeah. It's just one of those like we had two channels uh-huh. growing up and if it didn't come on one of those i didn't see it unless other than ninja turtles and masters of the universe because uh-huh. dad would rent those but no i never like i said to this day i haven't seen i saw i at least saw transformers mm-hmm. or one episode i had one episode on a vhs of transformers <laughs> um but never saw any gi joe so it was not something i cared for and one year i guess they were just looking for something to get Mm-hmm. Um, mom and dad bought myself and my brother like a GI Joe vehicle. Mm-hmm. It was really cool, big stealth bomber GI Joe vehicle. Um, I didn't See, play GI Joe. I had Joes. the um, what was it? The I guess it was the command center, the big oh, gotcha. round gimmick. Gotcha. And I repurposed that. That was my Technodrome for Shredder <laughs> and <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> It's probably better than the actual Technodrome. My yeah. brother had the actual Technodrome. It was not yeah. fun. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. So it was like, I just kind of like, I remember taking, peeling stickers off, like the Cobra Commander stickers off and like just using that as Ninja <laughs> Turtles. So it was like just a weird Frankenstein toy That's that I had funny. in my own little like play world. Right. So yeah, it was like, I had, like I said, I haven't finished the G.I. Joe or the G.I. Joe episode, but the. Masters of the Universe episode. I really like that one. Yeah. Because I was more into that, I guess, at a younger age yeah. than G.I. Joe's. So I liked Masters. I had a lot. Like, as I was watching that, I was like, gosh, I had a lot of this stuff. Like, I, you huh. know, it was kind of like I forgot that I had it. That was I had Castle Grey Skull. I, I had, had three. <laughs> really? I had three. I had Castle Grey Skull. I had, um, what was it, Battle Cat mm-hmm. with the armor and everything. I had like the He Man because He Man and Battle Cat came in a two pack. Yeah. And I had that. And then what was the one that would take like battle damage and like it would actually rotate? Yeah. I had that one of He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah, my Skeletor I had was the Terror Claws Skeletor. So oh, okay. it had these big little snap gimmicks with claws uh-huh. and you could rotate his wrist and he would, uh, I'm miming it on the fucking podcast, <laughs> but he would uh, like slash it there. I had those two and I had Too Bad. And Chat Too Bad? <laughs> But it's like, to this, yeah. Because he's worthless without Tex Ferguson. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> but those are the only three that I had. I had uh, two vehicles. Like I had, a, no, I had like one of the mechanical horses. Uh, and I had the battle bones. I had the horse now that you talk about it. I forgot about that. So, yeah, I had, a, I guess everybody could have rode something. <laughs> It's just like you mix and match. You don't care. Battle <laughs> Bones like, was always the stupidest fucking thing to me. <laughs> you remember that one? Battle Bones? It's like a dinosaur and it's got these little U shapes on it. And you just plug your... It's a carrying case, basically. You plug all your guys into the sides of this thing. And then you put all the uh, accessories in the mouth. And it's like, if you're trying to consider it as like 
in kayfabe how does it work like uh-huh. it's the dumbest damn thing i think i vaguely remember that holy crap <laughs> yes i remember that because i remember thinking that was i remember as a kid seeing that uh-huh. in the store and was like why is this with the master's figures because it just didn't look like it should be <laughs> right. there at first no i had that i had three figures because i couldn't just hold them you know i <laughs> I don't know. That's terrible. Speaking of uh, Masters, I guess you were right. Oh, that that movie's never getting made? Well, <laughs> we're not going to have the director we thought we were going to have, nah, that's for sure. We're not going to have any director of movies. I just made. want that movie, No, man. I do too. <laughs> but they've been trying to make that movie for years. Do you know, it's not going to happen. It was funny because once we heard that, you know, he they had lost him as a director. That's what made me watch this documentary. Oh, I, really? like, I need some Master of the Universe <laughs> in my life, damn it. This might be the only way I can get it right now. No, I agree. Like there was a DC was publishing a comic there for a while that was pretty damn good. Because mm-hmm. it even went into the whole thing where uh Shira was like at the beginning of it, she's still like Hordak's uh chief like kind of uh executioner kind of thing. Uh-huh. So and she's like super short cropped hair and like she's pretty badass in it, and they do a couple other things, but yeah, no, Masters is one of those silly things that is just so cool that I'd like to see something out of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's trust me, I don't think losing David Goyer is going to hurt as far as quality if yeah. the movie comes out. But just as long as somebody takes over and they just don't let it lay. Like, yeah, I just want this to happen. I don't know. It's I'd have to look into that because it's weird. Mattel stopped making the toys. Like, they sold them off to uh, this company, Super 7, and they're making the toys now. Really? Yeah. Mattel doesn't really have anything to do with it anymore. Hmm. I don't know if they still own the property or not. But yeah, if you you like toys, if you grew up as a child of the 80s, these four episodes, like four-hour episodes, uh, definitely some good stuff in there. So, you had um, a news story that was supposed to... Weird me out. Yeah, we kind of we're kind of all over the place with this one. Usually we do news up front and then get into it. We kind of just talked about that whole documentary, but yeah, yeah, this is a uh, this is just dumb. Okay, <laughs> this is this is just for you, Shane. Oh God! So Robert Rodriguez is going to debut a, a VR series called The Limit, starring Michelle Rodriguez. Oh God! <laughs> you had me with Robert Rodriguez. I love Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, so it's saying here that there's going to be this uh, live action series will be available via the XTX's VR app. Yeah, well, I don't which use that crap. Set the launch in like the middle of 2018, but dude. <laughs> It's apparently just a short form series which hails from, you know, this division, XT Entertainment. It's a first person action series that follows Michelle Rodriguez as she plays with a genetically enhanced weapon of mass destruction who tries to destroy the covert agency that created her. Oh, God. <laughs> uh... That's the only thing that I've got on that. And as soon as I saw the headline and who was in it, I was like, I have to save this for Shane. Good. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, he's used her before. Like she was in Machete, uh, stuff like that. So doesn't surprise me, but it doesn't make me happy. <laughs> Just it's a first-person series, though, about her. 
So you could live in Michelle Rodriguez's world, Shane. Oh no. <laughs> this that is interesting though. Like I've kind of been waiting on the idea of like with VR getting bigger, mm-hmm. when are we gonna start making entertainment for it? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested, like, it'd be kind of interesting to see how, like, I'm shocked nobody's fitted that Hardcore Henry, that first person movie that came out, like, to a VR Mm. thing. Like, it seems like that would be really neat. Mm. But yeah, the idea of doing something VR to where if you're just looking around and seeing things, like, that could be really neat. Yeah. And, like, there's another company that I heard of on the radio that's starting to launch these, like, smart glasses kind of thing to where they'll project something on your screen. Or, like, it's like you're looking at a screen that doesn't exist and they're going to be able to start doing sports that way. And, you know, just this idea, I even know WWE's talked about it before, of, yeah, you could watch WrestleMania in VR like you're in the crowd. Huh. Like, and how that would be neat. Yeah. To be able to put the glasses on, like, actually turn around and see fans and look around the arena. The idea of doing that with a movie and being able to look and see, like, oh, what's this character over here doing? Uh, and But we'll see. Vince may use that with the XFL. I bet he does. So, so that was a little bit of terrible movie news. But yeah, <laughs> pretty damn terrible. I have some better movie news, though, to kind of balance it out. <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe maybe I can redeem myself with this. Real quick, this is jumping around again real quick. Okay. Did you hear, um, definitely jumping around, did you hear what Dolph Ziggler's rumored deal is? Like the new deal that he just signed? What is it, like it's five million? million five oh, a year. million five. Wow. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> why, why is Dolph Ziggler making <clears throat> Cena money? Why did they? Why I are can't they wasting it. this money? <laughs> <laughs> That deal was just not too sweet, Shane. <laughs> just I mean, he better show the world that he's worth that money. Is all I got to say. <laughs> Bring it on, Dolph. <clears throat> I don't know. Just every time he comes to the ring, he's just like, I don't want none. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely not awesome. I can tell you that. <laughs> no. Balor doesn't have words to his song, so just make up something <laughs> whatever you guys want. <laughs> All right, it's time to burn this segment down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> why are people our friends? Contrary to what you guys may think, this is a movie podcast and not a wrestling podcast. <laughs> doing that thing with Derek with the Toby Keith thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why are people our friends? Like, why do they hang out with us? <laughs> uh, why are you listening to this? <laughs> uh, please tell your friends. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Go like us on YouTube. So we get that Smash that you. like button. So, man, we haven't pitched that in a while. No, we have I think we've gained one user in the last year. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Being said, it's been, what, six months since I put content on the YouTube page? Yeah, we need to get into that yeah. again. But, Start like I said. buying these toys. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. So, like I said, good, hopefully good movie news. And, you know, this has been rumored for God only knows how long. But, mm-hmm. um, untitled Star Wars spinoff about Obi-Wan Kenobi's in development of Lucas. Good. Film. 
as we all know, you know, it says fans have clamored for Obi-Wan based Star Wars movies set between episode three and episode four for quite some time. Mainly to see Hugh McGregor return to the, uh, as the uh, title character. Mm-hmm. Says here that the project, which is said to have been in development, Lucasfilm, with a rumored 2020 release window, just got another major supporter in the form of actor Liam Neeson, who portrayed Qui Gon Jinn in Star Wars Episode One. We gonna get some Force Ghost action? This is what I'm hoping, dude. It says here that Yahoo Movies recently got a chance to chat with Liam Neeson following the release of his latest action movie, The Commuter, which is not really late for us because we're late to the game here. <laughs> was I guess that's still playing? That's. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't want to see it. <laughs> but anyway, here it says when uh, when asked about a future Star Wars appearance and an appearance in the Obi-Wan movie, Neeson said that he hasn't heard anything from Disney, but he jumped on the opportunity to play the character again. It's quoted saying, this is the first time I've heard of this. No one's been in touch with me. I know in the Star Wars world that anything is possible. In the first one, The Phantom Menace, I died. But we know, you know, Jedi come back and stuff. But no one's been in touch with me. But we'll see. The funny thing about that, it's exactly what Hugh McGregor kept saying. Oh, really? You know, about how nobody been in touch with him, but he'd like to play it. But we'll yeah. see what happens. It's kind of like he's saying the same thing. So it's kind of like sounding like maybe there's a lot of pieces like in play here. It wouldn't shock me. I read something the other day <clears> that said um, Solo was in the works before the sale even happened. Really? Yeah, apparently Lucas was kind of building up the idea of Solo, so... You know, there's always, like, this may be one of those things that, since because we've been hearing it for years, Well, um, uh, maybe has enough of a ball rolling somewhere to... I'm hoping, man, because, like, it says here, um, while Qui-Gon would be long dead in the time period that an Obi-Wan movie would take, take place, there's nothing to say that he couldn't appear at all. In Revenge of the Sith, Yoda explains to Obi-Wan that his old master had discovered a secret to preserving one's mortal state after mm-hmm. death, which explains why Obi-Wan and Yoda became Force Ghosts in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which, I haven't watched this, like, I know you've seen The Clone Wars, but it actually says here that it's further explained in The Clone Wars that um, he hadn't yet discovered how to physically appear to someone, which is why he didn't appear in one of the other movies. Gotcha. Uh, most recently, in a short story book from a certain point of view... It actually features Qui-Gon talking to Obi-Wan during the events of A New Hope, appearing mm. appearing before his Padawan in corporeal form, which clarifies that he figured out how to do it about 20 years after he spoke to Yoda. Gotcha. Um, so Qui-Gon physically appearing in an Obi-Wan movie, you know, it wouldn't be off the cards. Right. No, I'm for it. Like, whenever they announced that they were doing anthology movies, those are the two, like, Obi-Wan and Boba Fett were the two that I was like, I want to see. Yeah. So, and which I said it in, when we were talking about you know Han Solo, I was like Han would have bled over into the Boba Fett movie. Mm-hmm. Fine, like I think it would have been perfect. Which that may be a big surprise. We might get Boba Fett in Solo. I'd be for it. I'm um well, let's talk about that because that trailer's been out since the last time mm. we talked. Um, you're not the happiest about it, dude. Everything but that guy. I'm not even against him. Like I'm gonna have to see him say more than three lines. Yeah. But there's times to where, like, just looking at him, like, I see it. Like, now, there's times when he talks, like, especially that line at the end where he's like, see, we're fine. We're fine. Everything, like, uh-huh. that only, yeah, that's a little wonky. But there's other stuff that I see him do, and I, I'm like, dude, I could buy that dude as Han Solo. Like, I, I can get behind it. Yeah, I, just, I don't know, man. He's just got, he's, like I said, I'm not going to, like, 
you know, just go in completely sour on this or mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm just going to keep my ex- expectations low and hope to be impressed. Right. But like I said, I'm totally on board with everything as oh, the far movie as looks the way it looks great. and like, the characters. I love that these anthology movies look different. Uh-huh. Than, like, because this one has a definite, like, kind of a darker, grungier feel. It's got a different color palette to it, it seems. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm behind it. If nothing else for, uh, Donald Glover as Lando. Like, I can't wait for this. <clears throat> yeah, somebody was joking saying that, um, you know, he didn't say anything in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody's complaining about this guy, you know, who's playing Han. They were like, well, maybe they didn't have Lando talk because they didn't want to take away any of his cool factor. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that guy's just... Dude, honestly, I would have rather had the guy from Baby Driver play Han. Oh, gotcha. Like, you know, first pick would have been Eastwood's son. Right. But, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, I'm more curious about the Falcon. Like, I really I want to see how that... I really think that missing section is what he drops, mm-hmm. you know, that he's supposed to be smuggling for Jabba. That would be a cool way to explain it. I want to know how in five years he dirties the living <laughs> crap out of that thing. Somebody had a comparison pictures all there. They were like, what has Han and Chewie been smuggling for five years? Diarrhea and coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Because, it, yeah, it does look kind of, <laughs> kind of looks a little gringy. But... Oh, um, staying on the Star Wars run, you mentioned, uh, like you sent me a message the other day, that apparently they're trying to make Episode Nine the greatest movie ever, because oh, yeah. it's getting Blade Runner 2049's art director. Yeah, I was like, you got J.J. back, and it's going to look like that? I'm mm-hmm. like, holy crap. Because that movie is beautiful. Like, you like know, I said it in our episode for that one, but there's so many shots that I could just see hanging up as a poster. Mm. from that movie and bringing that to star wars absolutely did you see um i was reading recently uh christopher nolan used blade runner as inspiration for batman begins i could see that like the city and the way he said that he had a a private screening for it like with the crew and he's like this is what we're gonna make gotham look like uh, street level so oh one little tidbit they left about that obi-wan movie Mm -hmm. It does say, you know, here it says, in general, both uh, Neeson's Qui-Gon and McGregor's Obi-Wan are among the things that nearly every Star Wars fan liked about The Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. And since neither it's actor has... everything else. Yeah, it says, and since neither actor has really aged uh, uh, that much, they mm-hmm. could conceivably even film a pre-Episode 1 flashback sequence together if they want to show Qui-Gon kicking some butt one more time. Uh, Qui-Gon, yes. Um, <clears throat> Ewan McGregor has aged yeah. since 99. Yeah, but they could pull a Robert Downey Jr. Civil War. No, see, I'd like to see him do that. Um, or, well, I was about to say, like, you could, I think you, Ewan McGregor could look exactly like he did in episode two or three, mm. like right now. Well, I'd say in here, you know, that, you know, judging from the fan support on how much they want this movie, mm. as opposed to the solo movie, so that yeah. Lucas is very seriously considering it, especially with everybody being on board. They need to. Dude. Like that one's, like I said, there's two that they need to do. It's Boba Fett and this one. Oh, they make that. I will be there opening night. The, you know, solo, I'm going to see it on mm-hmm. whatever my schedule allows me to see it, but they make an Obi-Wan movie. I'm taking the, I'm taking a day off of work. <laughs> That's the only thing I had for movie news. Gotcha, gotcha. We are a movie podcast. Not a, Not a wrestling toy podcast and toy podcast. Wrestling. I had one piece of wrestling news. I don't want to hear it. 
I talk. I talked about wrestling long less time than you talked about your shitty Michelle Rodriguez TV show. And oh, yes, maybe, it's yours. I'm blaming you for this. <laughs> maybe it's perfect, Shane. Maybe it's a perfect Michelle Rodriguez TV show. <laughs> so she dies in it in the first three minutes. I don't know. And I get to do it. I guess you'll have to watch it. Let me know. <laughs> no, that's not happening. Oh, come on, man. All right, so. We do talk about movies on this show occasionally. <laughs> um, I've seen two at the beginning of this year, or so far this year. You're one behind me, because you haven't watched Cloverfield, right? Right. That was interesting. We'll get into that eventually. But I watched it that night. <clears throat> they were like, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. just saw, they're like, hey, we got Cloverfield. And I was like, oh, I'm watching that tonight. Yeah. Um, but we have watched Gotham by Gaslight. Which, before we get into that, do you see the trailer for um, Batman Ninja? Yes, I did. And we got a release date for that. And the steelbook is pre-ordered. Yes, it is. <laughs> the moment I saw it, like, I ordered it knowing that even though Amazon's got it for 30 right now, It'll that drop. crap's coming down. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of shocked. I thought it was getting a theatrical release, mm-hmm. the way they were kind of pushing it. But I It might. I mean, it might be one of those yeah, Fathom events. Yeah, Fathom events. Um, yeah, we, I think we haven't had one of those... Good. This year. No. But yeah, we watched uh, Gotham by Gaslight, which speaking again of steel books, you were able to uh, good brother up a couple steel books over at Target. Yeah, which Target, you guys, they need to figure out how to do their pre-orders. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It's like, it shows unavailable until the day of. I go over it because, you know, okay, well, you have to be there at opening time if you're going to get the steel book because we get five at our store. Yeah, Walk in. They haven't even reset the movie mod right. for that Tuesday. Walking around, nobody's there. Nobody's willing to help. I'm like, well, let me make sure the movie did come out today. I remember, because you've done that I once. did that once. And so I pulled it up. It was like, hey, available for in-store pickup at Christiansburg. I'm like, oh, really, you say? <laughs> well, let me just go ahead and buy two of them while I'm standing in the store since nobody will help me. <laughs> and then... Wait around for a little bit, get an email. Hey, your order's ready to pick up. Walk to the front of the store. I'm like, I need to pick up some movies I just ordered. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, it's a, a pretty cool looking still book, too, I think. Yeah, I dig it. Like, I'm like I'm, I do kind of wish that they would, the still book had different art than the regular thing. Like, that's the one. You kind of get it on the inside and on the back yeah. of the still book. But as far as that, you know, first cover, yeah, get what you're I saying. I do wish, because it's usually the still books, almost every other still book has alternate art mm-hmm. so i wish that that they would start doing that but i'd say they're probably cheaping out on these things you know at one point they weren't even 20 dollars. yeah so i'm happy that the batman one is on amazon or the batman ninja one uh-huh. was an amazon one and i don't have to like i always like it when it's somewhere other than target yeah it's just if if you could just if i could get their stuff together with online mm-hmm. purchase i would even mind it it is what it is. So, had you read Gotham by Gaslight? I actually had not read that I one. I hadn't either. It was funny because, like, <clears throat> I'd seen it, you know, in pop culture, mm-hmm. in the video games. Like, it was always yeah. a skin that you could use as Batman. Yeah, because that's I, what launched the whole Elseworlds idea. Yeah, see, I just always thought it was, like, weird steampunk Batman. Yeah. So, like, I was always like, eh, yeah, not my cup of tea. Apparently it was. <laughs> <laughs> so i love this movie i thought it was really good um 
that's which I've we talked about before. I always seem to like the out of continuity ones a lot better than the uh-huh. in continuity ones. Yeah, I really dug it. It was cool, man, because like you know, I, like I said, I didn't know much of the comic, so I just sat down and I was like, you know what, I, I don't know anything about this. I'm just gonna just watch it, mm-hmm. you know, figure out what's going on myself. And, you know, with these, I always watch the special features after the movie and right. stuff like that. So, you know, I find out more backstory on it and stuff like that. You know, that, that setting, the London Victorian setting mm-hmm. or whatever. I love that. Like, I've always loved it. Like, right. Doctor Who, uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, Syndicate, mm-hmm. you know, everything like that. I love that takes place in that time period. It and, does remind me. I need to play the, the Assassin's Creed Jack the Ripper. Yeah, because I was going to say you even have the DLC for that. So, you know, I was, I was sold on it to begin with so much. So like, I didn't know anything about it so much so that when I was looking at the steel book, I didn't realize that was Selena Kyle on the cover. <laughs> like I actually thought it was Santana. Oh, gotcha. like just but glancing at it. Yeah. I liked it, man. <laughs> and that's our episode. Yeah. for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was like, I think we were on the show when you mentioned that it was Bruce Greenwood yeah. doing Batman and I love him as Batman. And if they're not going to get Conroy, and at this point, I'm not going to lie, like I'd rather have Bruce Greenwood than Conroy, mm-hmm. only because I've got so much of Conroy and so little of Bruce Greenwood that I'm like, I'd like to. How about we just divide it and say that they can take turns? <laughs> I'm for that. <laughs> Somebody mentioned uh, on Reddit the Batman Ninja thing. Somebody was like, I'm not buying this crap until they have the real Batman and the real Joker in it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like yes i like those guys well you don't read my comments <laughs> <laughs> see i know that ain't true because every time i bring up reddit you're like i do i don't want this place yeah oh like i love those guys those guys are the voices of those characters in my head but i don't know i like the idea of other people getting to play and mm-hmm. Just to me, stubbornly refusing to watch something because those guys aren't in it is there's a lot of good stuff you're not going to get to watch. Yeah. I mean, I like, and you know, it, it does make sense. Like, if you are going to go, like, yeah, Kevin Conroy will always be my Batman, but if you're going to do an what if story, mm-hmm. you somebody else. Yeah. You know, he, he was really good as Batman. The girl who voiced uh selena kyle was jennifer carpenter which i've never seen oh, okay i've never seen dexter she's is she the she's blonde or the brunette she's his wife i think okay so the blonde no yeah um his sister in the yeah show. so yeah, she plays deborah i didn't realize that yeah like i've not seen like i've seen maybe one or two episodes of dexter but i've never watched a complete no. season if of you it go to watch it remember that show ends in the end of the fourth season, and they never made any more. So, like, I thought it was kind of funny, though, because uh, she was, uh, you know, she voiced Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. And the girl who has voiced Selena Kyle in, like, all sorts of other stuff, especially, like, the Arkham series. Right. She was actually in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. But um, she was uh, Sister Leslie. Oh, gotcha. So, I thought that was kind of weird. Like, it did throw me for a minute, because I was like, I'm used <laughs> to you being uh you know, Selena Kyle, because yeah, I've spent, like, out of everybody that we know, I've probably spent the most time in the Arkham world. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Summer Night came out, you beat it four times. Yeah. Well. And then you watched me play it for 
three days straight in 10 so, hour shifts. Oh my God. I was, he were Terry McGinnis and I was Bruce Wayne. I was watching you. <laughs> Pretty much. You were like, do some Batman stuff. And I was like, I'm going to punch these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'm just, I'm looking here at the voice cast. Ah, Bullock was, uh, John DiMaggio. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I'm sitting there like listening to him and I couldn't place him right off. I did. I, I really thought like, and I want this to like, I want him to just take over as Alfred going forward. But you had Anthony Stewart head. Yeah. From Buffy. I was like, that was really cool. Like the minute I saw Alfred, I was just like, just almost excited just waiting to hear him talk. Cause like, you know, <laughs> dude, I like, I love Buffy and Angel and, you know, he was always in all those episodes. Mm-hmm. And you haven't really seen him in much. And gotcha. I just always thought he was a really cool actor. Like, he played, like, I think, seriously, I think, like, his last biggest thing, he played a random monk at the beginning of Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, wow. So, yeah, not good. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought he was really, like, I liked the way, like, mm-hmm. he liked that cadence and demeanor he had as yeah. Alfred. The beginning of the movie, the way it was unfolding. Like, I love, because I was like, you know, the kids. I, I was like, like is this who I'm that. thinking this is? And, like, they start naming them off one by one. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. And I liked how it was even in age. Like, you know, Dick yeah. was the older one, then Jason, and then Tim. Even had their, um, you know, Dick was kind of like the more hopeful one. Yeah. Like, Jason was the hothead, and Tim was just a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> like, Jason instead of stealing the wheels off the Batmobile, he's trying to steal you know, everything mm-hmm. from Alfred's pockets and stuff like that. And I was like, that's really cool. I liked how they did a lot of the characters. Like I thought it was neat. Um, the way they built up Harvey, like mm-hmm. his kind of drunk friend who's cheating on his wife and stuff like that. So you get these bad sides of, you know, the good man, Harvey Dent. And then, you know, he's not, doesn't become two faced, but he becomes two faced. When he's, Bruce. yeah when he's drunk yeah she's like you become a totally different person when you're drunk i was like that's kind of cool and then like turns on his friend and sets him up and starts prosecuting him and like it's did you catch um tara strong's cameo Mm-mm. was she ivy no she was uh marlene mahone oh gotcha the older lady as soon as she started freaking out i was like it took me a second i started oh, gotcha. like listening for the voice i was like that's definitely tara there's stuff that show did that was pretty cool. Like, I loved Bruce sending the little coded message to Alfred that was just, like, little stick figure drawings. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Just that struck me as really cool. <clears throat> I yeah. like the suit. I like the overall look. Like, it was a really fun movie. And the suit actually did what you, like, always complain about with the uh, not having makeup under it. Yeah. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Um, let's see here. I'm looking at the other cast, seeing if anybody stuck out. Um, Bruce Tam had another cameo in it, like he likes to slip himself into. Mm-hmm. I guess he was the Arkham Radio voice. Seems like I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I never read the comic, so I was just kind of like watching it and waiting for it to, like, have you read it? No. And I'm glad I didn't, because I liked there being a, spoilers, twist. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked not seeing that coming. Yeah. Like, that was neat. Do you know who it was in the comic? I don't. I haven't looked it up either. Um, I mean, it seems like when that happened, I remember thinking, I think that is accurate. uh Like, I think that is a good, like, actually what happened in the 
book? No. Oh, it's I watched not. the I watched the special features and oh. said that they purposely did a another oh twist because they didn't want they wanted people who liked the book to like you know oh, not gotcha. feel like that they were just getting oh. the exact same thing that you know they liked. No, I have to actually read the book. Yeah, so I'm kind of like part of me wants to look it up and see who it was, but part of me just like you, I just mm-hmm. kind of want to read it and find out. But I just like how like you know this was an Elseworlds deal, so it's like. Certain things were just flipped, mm-hmm. like Alfred. Like he goes to the clock, and you think he's going to go into the back cave. No, he goes to the attic. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like it would actually make sense to be like that too. It's kind of like Dark Knight because he's not staying at the manor; he's staying at a place mm-hmm. inside the city. You know, stuff like that. I loved the little throwaway to uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Talking about how you know one of his mentors, and he does the. I can't remember the line. You know which one I'm talking mm-hmm. about, though. Your friend. You think one of your friends is framing you? One of my mentors says that when you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. That's a load of eyewash. I was like, man, I've heard that before. Yeah. Like, it took me a second. I was like, oh, that's Sherlock Holmes. So, yeah, that was cool. Like, I just really. really I like how he does that. that one trick and he's like, I had to pay Houdini $300 to learn that trick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I kind of want to talk about it, but at the same time, I don't want to reveal too much about it. Yeah. I think this is one that, you know, like for us, didn't know that much about it. So it was just fun was to fun, yeah. jump into it and watch it. It's one of the few here recently that we haven't had a Fathom events for. Yeah. I wish I would, kind of wish that we would have, but. Yeah. I could see like out of anything that's coming this year, I could see Batman Ninja getting one. Mm, that'd be pretty cool. On the special features they were talking about, um, showing off the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. Hell to Pay. I did watch that. I'm going to have issues with that. Really? Just where it's got that grindhouse look. See, that was the thing I was excited for. That's cool and all, but I'm really like, don't get me wrong, I just, I hope there's a feature on the Blu-ray where you can watch it without that. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is the same guy who doesn't really like 3D that much, so... Yeah, stuff like True, that. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe like it's weird because like I could I can handle it with film. I could say it is a little more jarring with animation. Yeah. So and especially like with that, like I noticed it a lot. Like when Captain Boomerang was fighting and like the action scenes and stuff like that, I was just kind of like, Ugh. I think the big problem with it, especially in animation, sometimes is it's it's the same frames over and over and over yeah. again. So it's like you start seeing repeats in the noise yeah so much so that i was even catching that when they were just showing it off in the documentary see i was trying to figure out watching it if that was actually like if they were just doing that for the show like the thing that they're doing Mm -hmm. and that's not going to be that way in the movie i think i don't know the way they they were talking about it said presented in the style of the 70s and they used grindhouse movies yeah i don't know so see the funny thing is that's not a style that just was old shitty film like (laughs) can't do a 4k restoration from that crap (laughs) (laughs) because i'm trying to figure that out like because you like i said in live action i think it works because the movie grindhouse it worked great Mm. um but yeah it is funny that that's your sticking point and that was actually the thing that got me super excited about it i mean they've got me because it's a dc movie a dc animated movie which um I bought um, Mask of the Phantasm the other night. Oh, that was another piece of information I was going to bring up. Um, they're doing uh, Sub-Zero as it's getting a Blu-ray release. Oh, really? Yeah. 
oh man so they're just going to start diving back into that you know dc archive yeah because i need to get mask of the phantasm i'm shocked i don't own it well i uh i had some voodoo credit the other day so i just went ahead and cashed it in on that when i actually put in my code for um gotham by gaslight oh, gotcha. i was like you know what it's been a minute since i've seen this and i love that movie mm-hmm. oh there for a long time like until the nolans mm-hmm. that was what i considered the best best batman movie well there's parts of like and there's still a lot of it that i like it still ranks very high I think there's pieces of that movie. There's pieces of um, Return of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Um, it, even in this one, it kind of, I think it kind of, when did Gotham by Gaslight come out as a book? 80s. Was it 80s? Because I remember in that special, in that documentary, they were talking about how um, it was the most, one of their most expensive books because of mm-hmm. all the blue and black ink. Yeah. And he's like, we almost should have done like the animated Just series it on black and yeah, printed it on black paper. But, um, like even the part where, uh, you know, Gotham is making the world's fair. Mm-hmm. It kind of like reminded me of in mask mm-hmm. of phantasm when they're building the world of tomorrow yep. or whatever it was called. That's always going to be one of my favorite Joker, like him living in the world of tomorrow in the house of tomorrow. Yeah. And like interacting with all the animatronic characters like that's, Really, his family. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him kicking the dog at one point. I always remember that one line because it was like, you kind of get that little, like that movie was like, no, we're kind of going to go a little bit more adult than a cartoon. Uh-huh. Like not much, but a little. And I remember that one, like, um, uh, I think Andrea calls something and Joker answers the phone. It's like, interesting. We were just talking about him and the fruit of his loins just happens to call. <laughs> and I'll always remember that line. That one and actually seeing blood on Batman during the fight scenes. Uh, yeah, and Joker being bloodied up with his mm-hmm. teeth knocked out. Like, I think they actually... Well, no, it was in the animated series where Batman bleeds in the pilot. And they were mm. like, yeah, don't do that anymore, but everything else is good. Yeah. And then, you know, they did it for uh, that movie and they were allowed to, you know, pretty much go crazy. I, you know, I can't stand it anymore. I'm actually looking it up. To see who was Jack the Ripper in the comic. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Okay. I just looked it up. I am i don't know who that is, but just the little paragraph I read. I'm probably going to buy this book on Comicology tonight and read it. Interesting. Yeah. Like it just the little two sentences I just read. I'm like, I don't know who that is. So <laughs> um, we're going to go a little spoiler talk real quick. Oh, I just got? closed it. Apparently, it was somebody named... Well, let's see. Let me go open this back up. Okay. I found it. So, it's saying that, you know, in the comic adaptation of it, mm-hmm. the Jack the Ripper is revealed to be a character named Jacob Packer. I don't remember. Yeah, see, I don't know who that is either, but it says Batman... Batman knows, demands to know why Jacob committed the murders, in which Jacob answers that it's all because of Martha Wayne. Jacob explains that during the Civil War, he assisted the field search assisted as a field surgeon with Thomas Wayne after the war. Thomas tried various ways to give Jacob an entry into upper-class society, such as helping him through law school, pushing him into business, and even making Jacob the family solicitor. Hmm. Uh, however, despite the generosity shown by Wayne, all Jacob wanted was the love of Martha Wayne. So it sounds like... Oh, gotcha. You know, yeah, it's interesting. It kind of corrupts him, and you know he just becomes serial killer. Interesting. So yeah, it's not really a spoiler, because I have no idea who that is, yeah. but... I was like, yeah, that'd be interesting to read. 
I'll probably go ahead and read that tonight, though. Gotcha. So, yeah, we're definitely uh, definitely behind this movie. We're not going to talk too much about it just because it was a cool little twist. We liked it. Mm. We like seeing where it's going, but... Did you see... Did you figure it out? No. I didn't either. There's so many times I was, like, trying to figure it out, yeah. and I was like, you know what? See, I figured it was... Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... It's somebody in Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> so... We definitely enjoyed this. We enjoyed the toys that made us. Mm-hmm. Um, we enjoyed all that other random crap we talked about, <laughs> except for that Michelle Rodriguez thing. Nah, don't lie. We know you're looking forward to that the most. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> so for this week, I've been Shane. I've been Robbie. And we'll see you next time. It's an eight-part documentary series about the toys that we all know. Plastic creations that last for generations and we still cannot let go. Little molded figures that gave us big dreams will go back in time and behind the scenes. It's the toys that made us. Toys that made us here. Thank you for listening to and or downloading latest episode of Real Talk with Robert and Shanathan. Now it's time for the best part when it gets hacked by myself, Boris Petrov. Have you ever watched this movie the boys are babbling on about? This Gotham by Gaslight? It's bullshit. I've watched every episode with Adam West and Burt Ward. There was not even a damn Jack the Ripper in there. What the hell are these boys talking about? I even saw one episode where King Tut was in there. And I thought that dude had been dead since like forever. Anyways, then these boys start talking about the toys that they grew up with. They don't know what the real toys were. I had real toys, and I actually played with them by Gaslight, so that brings me to Gotham by Gaslight too. For $20 money order, I'll send you Barbie doll that looks like Admiral Akbar. Then I'll send you Ken doll that looks like He-Man. And then I'll just send you a toy skeleton, and that can be the bad guy. Anyways, $20 money order, get you cool-ass toys. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to episode of Real Talk with Robert and Shanathan, and supporting me. I'm getting rich. $20 money order at the time.